2: With Renault, official car partner of the GAA, driving passion for sport and communities throughout Ireland and abroad. We may not be able to get in on the sporting action we're used to, but we can get in on some exclusive offers from Renault. To celebrate their second year as official car partner of the GAA, Renault is offering a range of special offers on their new and used vehicles, exclusive to all GAA club members. So now you can take home the win right to your door. Check out renault.ie slash J to find out more.
0: A, a, a grain of rice, a, a, a grain of rice, you going to tip the
3: scale, just remember that lad. There's a small bit of a needle there. come on, Mayo, you've got to get Andy Moran into the game. Our mission was the, the show, then we're no longer the whipping by of Munster.
2: Morning folks, uh, clock's back, hope you all enjoyed your uh, lying yesterday morning uh, I certainly did on you, uh, it took an hour off the day Jesus, i added to the day, the more I'm thinking about it, it was a long day <laughs> <laughs> just, I put it up on Twitter, it was the, it was the weirdest drive ever to sort of lads <laughs> Passing out places, TJ you'd know this road well Passing out places like Boris Ali and, and, and The Rag And nothing, <laughs> Not, no car no care to meet you. Uh, but look. luck, um, lads. You're all very welcome again this morning uh, or Monday morning. Uh, be up by lunchtime. Irish Examiner podcast in association with Renault, uh, kind sponsors, and uh, we we thank them always for that. And uh, I suppose first weekend, lads of the of the the big stuff. And would it be fair to say we were a bit disappointed with the intensity, or are we looking at the new reality? The new normal, Mark, do you know, I, I got a shock when I turned around, do you know, I was doing the television, obviously, but we were so focused on doing our pieces right and, you know, as you have to do and then you turn around and the scene is there in front of you, like, I got a quick shock, I have to say. Yeah,
3: but I suppose it the seriousness of the pandemic is hitting home now, really, that there is a new normal out there, the world has changed. We've taken the responsibility on this country to go into our second lockdown. And the major thing for me is that we were able to get our games played over the weekend in a COVID-compliant uh, com- manner. I think that's the big takeaway from the weekend. Um, it would be an awful lot worse, Anthony, if we were sitting at home with no match to watch. And it was great to see yourself and Cusick looking so well on the television the other night with Joanne and she didn't, she have a new jacket for the occasion, a bit like yourself, I'd right, yeah, well, but, um, she, she,
2: she said it was um, light pink. I thought it was lilac-like.
3: Well, f- I, I, I had to turn down the, the colour of small little faction, but, like, it, that was more, I think, to take the shine off your followers than anything like. But um, hey,
2: would you would you prefer me with a Peaky Blinders hat-like?
3: <laughs> in fairness the Cusick, like, he obviously went to sex for men for the for hat-like, the, the you know, so the next day, no, you will have to consider a hat-like, Aye,
2: hey, Patrick Burke, menswear, had me tugged out in the finest <laughs> yesterday. Stopping you up. <laughs> That course, I tell you, it's just different gravy. Like, fairness.
3: I suppose the, the other thing I suppose is the, is the um the big scorelines that were put up by both, even the winning and the losing teams was a big thing. And the Ellis on now we, we might have a chat about that as well as to whether that has an effect or not. But certainly, massive scores and two teams came away with massive credit over the weekend. I think Dublin and Limerick. Um, like Dublin's performance was excellent, Anthony, and they've they've unearthed a couple of young fellas. Um, that would, that really you'll be looking forward to seeing them again against uh, with the said,
2: Lexical Kenny next weekend yeah we'll we talk about that I wouldn't say they were unearthed to be on I would kind of probably know the scene a bit closer maybe but um, for me <laughs> Donald Burke that has been waiting to happen like for three and a half years um, right, okay. you know but, uh, but Derek we can't like we could say lack of intensity sure we can't really blame Dublin and Limerick you know for being so good on the day and, 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 and there was a in class in both
0: games, yeah, look, it's, it's going. I think it's going to be a slow burner. I think we, as much as anything, we have to kind of nearly bring ourselves to that conclusion ourselves because it's like anything. If you if you talk yourself into a bad humor, you'll get into a bad humor enough. So I think we, we kind of nearly have to go there. Like it was very, very surreal yesterday. You know, I had a fire we had a fire lighting at home. Like, kind of, I put the camogie match on, on, on Waterford Limerick on at two o'clock, and then I put your coverage on at three. So I one on the laptop and one on the, on, on the TV, if you like. and you know, I just I don't know on Saturday evening it was the same, I had the open fire light and I said we'll make it kind of an occasion of this and for the first time in a long time I kinda of found myself even going down to the kitchen door in a hurl match, which, which I'd never do, you know. I kinda of just nipped down for a minute and yeah, because I, I felt it was a you know a lack of intensity or I don't know what it was. I thought it was slow at the start and just, just I suppose customising ourselves to what's in front of us, I suppose, because you're so accustomed to the kind of the fervor of the championship match and that kind of crowd involvement. So
3: Kudos to everyone
0: involved, but it's uh, yeah, look, Limerick and Dublin were, were very impressive, you know. Even though at half time, I like yourselves, at, at half time, we're kind of saying, Jesus, they're really going well, they're in a good show here. You know, I thought the Dublin game was done and busted at half time, if I'm honest. You know, I think I think Dublin were seven up, even though Le- Leash, you know, did well to get it back to a, a number of points. But I thought at half time it was a proper game uh, there in and Limerick. And I, and I said to myself, Jesus, Limerick have to really come up because I remember Cusick said at half time, we'll see what Limerick are made of now. And in fairness, they answered all those questions. You know, 12 points from play from the half hour. How many times have we talked about Hegarty, Hayes, and Morrissey? Just the value of what they do and the way they play. And, you know, there's so, so much kind of, I suppose, belief in what they do as well. And, and can they reinforce that belief early on in the second half, I thought, in terms of the intensity levels and the way they went about the business. And look, convincing winners, but look, Kylie, you'll know there's a long road to, to, to the end, all the same.
2: Yeah, and like TJ on that half hour line, like the clear half back line, made that. or the management made it probably, I suppose, um, that they'd, they'd sit and hold their line. Um, and Limerick really didn't get a goal chance till David Reedy's half chance near the end of it, and but that's okay. One way about thirty six points, like is nearly record stuff between two kind. I know Cork hit it against Westmead last year. They hit forty odd points, but between two kind of of the traditional strong powers in in, in in Munster it was an un- incredible amount of points to score wasn't it? Yeah it is incredible and in
1: fairness Matt Twitch and it there like Claire scored 123 and Lee scored 23 points so there is like the, the scoring I'm not sure what the odds were on the over or under in terms of the overall score but it was very high scoring and I saw somewhere last night was someone saying it's the fast puck outs and also, probably the use of the ball now. Like, you see the start of the second half there. Yeah, Limerick had put five points on the board there in literally a matter of minutes. Like, so just a maximum use of possession. And, I mean, the right man hitting the shot and re- really good use of the ball. But 36 points is a phenomenal score in a championship game. And that 21 of those coming in the second half with probably, what, 23 or four playing minutes, maybe even a little bit less. Um So, yeah, a like really good start. And John Kylie would have been happy with that. And, look, I suppose from a Limerick point of view, too, it, did get lost and it probably got lost in a lot of us is that it was a league final as well. Like so we don't have that many of them. So it's another significant achievement for this group is to go to, to go and win the league, the league championship. And like yourselves, like for me, sitting at home watching Limerick and the television playing championship is, is new. Um because we'd always go to the matches. Um no crowd. Like it definitely lacked the atmosphere uh, Sky Sports' attempt at the crowd probably annoyed me more than anything else because it was just a little bit delayed and stuff. I didn't think it enhanced the occasion at all but from what we know I suppose and what we played that uh, blood and thunder and passion I think Dale, you touched on, on the TV as maybe when David Ryan knocked that ball over the bar you can picture all those clear fans kind of saying we're in this game, we're in this game and it, de- it definitely lacked that and um, I don't know Great to see Clare Castle having a very good defender at last um, in in, 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 <laughs> in the, in the, in the Clare backline. And the, the, the other thing I am just going to touch on, like I did think I did think that um, one or two things against Clare. Like I, I just don't understand about like the Fergal Horgan decision and the sixty-five outside throwing that ball in, where he's pulling the keeper for going a step literally outside outside the square. But overall, like in terms of the experience watching us, it, it's new. And maybe, as Mark said there, it's probably going to take us a game or two to get into it. But a good start for John Kylie and a good start for Limerick.
2: Yeah, I think, uh, Cusack was funny off the air, like, you know, because uh, he had it slowed down. Derek, you know, the crack, like you can go over to Aiden Senate and you can say, Aidan, go back there you know, do again. And you know, the way Donald let just <laughs> get it, get it. If you're driving Aiden mad, probably in lots of ways. But he says, uh, wait, let's show you this. And this is where we were <laughs> Oh, look at this! He says, "Look at the umpire! Look at the umpire!" He he says he hasn't even launched the puck out, and he's ready to stick out his hand. He says to yeah, pull him yeah.
3: back in, like you know. But I but I presume Antony you now, and I, and I was having a discussion with Pamoy yesterday about this, like that. He he Your Twitter that the Twitter handle is it? did warn them, but I I'm under the impression the referees always warn the goalkeeper before the game. Stats that if you go outside the small square, you're going to be picked up by the uh, by the umpire. Am I right in saying that?
2: Yeah, uh, but, sir, I suppose sometimes that can be forgotten, you know. That, but that's the law, Mark. Every goalie knows that, like... Right, not, you can't go
3: you outside the square. Into,
2: yeah, yeah, but like it was just the fact, you know... <laughs> I'd say he, he committed way worse offences coming outside the square than that one,
3: if you know right, i Yeah, but I, I would believe that the umpire had got to the end of his tether and said, right, lad, it probably has warned him a couple of times, and if you continue to do it, I have no other choice, but to put out my hand, Like, Yeah, I, I think what materialized also is... is
0: they watch the Saturday night game and the referees kind of say to themselves, what was allowed, what wasn't allowed and what might kind of, you know, improve on from the last, you know, and it's kind of becomes kind of almost fastidious kind of, kind of, you know, intention that I, I'll definitely improve on what was allowed last year. And it becomes a kind of, you know, to, to kind of get up the rankings in terms of, the, of where they stand, you know, at times it can become a little bit individualized, you know, and I, I look I thought it was a little bit overly fussy, on you know, myself, but... Um,
3: Like I I was actually writing down notes as I was watching the game, uh, the Clare and Limerick game, and the first thing I wrote down after ten minutes is I thought that Fergal Hagen was overly fussy. And he's a referee that normally lets things go, but he was blowing mad. But remember when we had him on the pod earlier on the year to 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 give me his due, he said, like in, in the early rounds of the season in the league, he said, We're a bit like the players, he said, We're small but slow to get up to the pace of the game. And I actually thought by the when he came around to the second half, he left an awful lot more goal than he did in the first half. And you'd have to take on that He's one of the top referees that we have in the country. He's probably taking a little bit of time to adjust as well and, and get up to the speed of it.
2: Yeah, but we did it. We did a feature there, teacher. A small one, like I Donald did it about um, the refs on Zoom calls. Like and It just seemed to me that steps has been very much watched out for, hand-passing, you know, little things. And... I know, Mark, what you're saying, and we wouldn't be that bored, bothered normally with the league mm-hmm. matches being riff yeah. because we'd know what's coming. But we're into this straight away. It's, it's the Munster Championship. It's the Leinster Championship. Think of the weekend we have ahead. Like
3: We don't oh, have time for refs
2: to be getting up to speed. Like. I
3: know, but <laughs> we don't. I know. Anthony, I, I, I'm we're all the same. The players are going to be the same, Anthony, as well, like.
1: Mark, my point would be like it, technically this umpire might say that he was right; it was slightly outside the square, right? But you're like you're you're talking about something really, really tiny in the overall scheme of things. My problem though with umpires down the road is something really blatant will happen, and he won't help his referee like that. Like th- that's that's the inconsistency we talk about all the time. But anyway, look, it was just a little bugbear at the time. We give out about it, kind of saying if you were in goals or whatever, you were under the cash, and next thing this referee and umpire kind of saying, "Oh Jesus!" I can imagine, Dale, if you were fullback, you probably would have said. Well, one or sweet it's nothing stood to, to that umpire I'd say you know yeah 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 he, his you know, club could have been his club Anthony, could have been mentioned like <laughs> back
2: to the hand pass Anthony in yeah. the first half I remember Keen Lynch was looking at the referee saying what's that
3: for but when the camera slowed down the hand pass he he clearly threw the ball like yeah I know I, I'm, I'm
2: not I'm not talking about that but yeah. I go back to Saturday night like I Potter Dwyer I think blue was Jack Malone of steps or was it John Boland Keane Boland,
0: Boland
2: he yeah. was barely on his fourth step now yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: are you, you know. looking
2: for these frees like or are you looking to let the play flow I mean Brian Gavin yeah, this morning in the paper yeah excellent I, I, that's
3: yeah,
2: just but a, he a, actually a, he actually suggested Mark because of all the whistling i like don't get me wrong I love Fergal Hogan as a and you know, because his yeah. nat, nature would be to let it go like but Brian's one of Brian's suggestions was that maybe we stop the rest having to blow for the puck out and let once the players are outside the 20 meter line that we'd allow the puck out to take place and that, sure. that's a fair statement like
3: But Anthony if the referee's 70 or 80 yards away he's not going to know whether the the six six players in the full forward line and full back line are outside the 21 is he but I think that's the I mean, like, what like what are these two lines been doing then like can't they cover that like but sure not yeah. he, he? just blow the whistle and let him off? Well, man, can't 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 he? Like the reality is, we're waiting for the referee who's probably got in as far as the 30-yard the line to get back out to the 70-yard line to be to be there for the next passage of play. The answer to this is two referees, Anthony. It's as simple as that. Two referees on either side of the 70-yard line.
1: Yeah, but how how do you want to show agree. for this? Another show for that one But Mac, The the current rule allows Right That on a wide ball The keeper can go He doesn't have to wait For the whistle right Correct on a, sc- on a score You are supposed to wait For the whistle And that's probably What's causing the confusion For some of those goalies And that's what They're trying to get it away
3: But he has he, The reason on the score Is because the referee Has got to be given time To write down the score So maybe we should Take that away from the referee And let the clock Do the job And the referee Doesn't have to take down the score
1: Yeah look. I suppose to go back to Dela's point, on the weekend just gone, those two or three decisions that we were speaking about there didn't have an overall impact in the game, but I suppose heading into semi-finals and provincial finals and stuff like where you're going down the stretch in really, really tight games and I just saw it where people saying that like, the oxygen is getting thinner. It could be tricky for referees now to referee some of these games on the hand pass, on the steps, on a keeper coming outside. How many times, Dela, will we see a keeper come outside the box between now and the end of the championship? You'll see loads of them.
3: TJ, te- technology is there, TJ, and I know now we're gonna I'm gonna to divert to a different sport to the finals, fun sport, the great game of soccer. And and you see the frustration that has come in with VAR, but ultimately they're getting 95% of the decisions probably right. Just technology no, there. It's there, Matt, Matt don't get me started technology. on that thing.
1: Don't get me started. Do you see a decision against Liverpool on, on, on Saturday night? <laughs> <I just caress laughs> it's, it's like as if VAR is sent to kind of make sure we don't win another league here. you every in decision, there. In, he
3: got every decision in the league last year.
2: Just to fill you in there on the backgrounds. We're all on our normal backgrounds here. Um, Marcus at but he's obviously no farmer today, so he's in these cities, he's in a T-shirt bank all day, obviously. But TJ, instead of having the Liverpool uh, or the Golden Gates Bridge or anything, he has the Limerick supporters filling the field somewhere with their... <laughs> just to rile me up further, anyway. But anyway, look, we'll, we'll... It's a long year there yet, like that old back door, by, and we're well used <laughs> to that road, and we're good at it. We get leashed, we get leashed, that's
1: you. we'll be okay. Yeah. The, the, uh, dialogue, just, when you mentioned farmers there, I told you last night. I said to WhatsApp, right? Donny was answering me yesterday, saying, yeah. "Is it possible? Is it possible to send a message to the hierarchy, making the fixtures and the times that they would take farmers and milking cows into consideration when deciding throwing times for hurling matches during the winter?"
2: So there is no match on at 7 o'clock in
1: the morning, TJ No, the morning is fine. Uh, uh, Donny still making them in the evening, and there's a throwing such schedule for. 5.45 this Saturday, he said, right smack in the middle of milking time. And yes, Donnie doesn't have a TV in his milking parlor. Maybe that's what maybe that's what the solution is.
2: Well, I mean, like, have you know she been on the farm? Like, and uh, you needn't uh, you can just nod dear No, we need to tell the listeners, no, no. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, thought, you, I thought you were to tell,
3: tell Donnie to bring in the cows a bit earlier. <laughs>
2: Maybe uh, with I the think clock, so. with the clock going back like Donny, but I presume like the hierarchy in Crow Park, listen to this show. Obviously, it's the cutting edge of podcasting when it comes yes. to uh, the suggestions here are, are top class. So Donny, uh, we'll get that message up to them for you. But Mark, yeah. we'll talk about the games the weekend. You, you were saying there's a time clash there yesterday evening. I'm, yeah, I'm,
3: I'm, the, I'm the, to... um, the Kilkenny. Dublin game is 3.45 and the cork Waterford game I think is three thirty. both of them are on Saturday am I right in saying that?
1: Yeah, yeah. according to my fixtures looking at Mac you are right yeah. I mean, that's a bit
3: sure, fortunate lads
2: isn't it
3: no, in fairness that doesn't make any sense I mean there's only four hurling games for the weekend I presume it's 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 being uh, scheduled around TV and, and potentially football and stuff like that but I would have said from a hurling point of view two matches on Saturday two matches on Sunday like I'd say 90% of the people Would probably watch the Halloween matches They won't have a major interest in the football If there was no other game on I'd watch a, a good football match All right But like I, I can't understand why there's two The cut war Kilkenny And W game is flashing. That makes no sense whatsoever
2: Yeah no Like they can probably only show Maybe three of them Like so the other one Should be allowed the time to be streamed If you want to pay your five And watch it Like obviously then we would like But yeah I think that's misfortunate Just going back again To yesterday I see a bit of stuff last night here, and I got home and I we was trying to unwind. I suppose after the day of driving home in the dark, it's all weird a bit uh, from what we're used to with Munster, But uh, Ever Quilligan was getting a bit of grief on social media about the puckouts, and you know, Derek, you get the stats off Johnny Bradley with RTE like as well. And like on the puckouts and lost puckouts and retained puckouts, it was nearly fifty-fifty. The big stat was Limerick seventeen points from turnovers, Clare 17 7 from turnovers. You know, it's eight scores top, seventeen scores on turnovers, and again, can you take on Limerick in this middle zone? Is there anyone out there capable of taking them on this middle zone? You
0: certainly can take them on when you when you have your full forward and inside your own thirteen. You need to match the numbers with their numbers. Out there. You know, I think that's it's 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 very difficult. You know, it's it, it, basically they have more than everyone else out there. You know, there's times where. No, we talk about each or talk about anyone at the weekend, but there's times where Galan is essentially in there on his own. Like, the minute the puck is hit, Graham Walcahee, Peter Casey are out there straight away, and they're supplementing Egerty Hayes and Morrissey. They're so deep, like and and yet they're not hitting it into they're not hitting it into the spare many times. Now they did a bit of it in the first half, and they did a bit of it against Lee Kenny in the semi final last year, to be fair, where they left Galan in there, didn't work their normal game, and they hit it into Galan, and Connor Foley he stayed back in. Gideon Buckley stayed back and they were hit in. And with an element of that, a little bit in the first half, again, yesterday, where Clare had Patrick O'Connor staying back, Shane Amorey was going deep already, right, with Kyle Hayes it looked like a man to man top, and, and Halloran on the left hand side so was also not following Hagerty. So it's very difficult. You kind of, if you're going to do what most teams do, which is what TJ alluded to, where Deamon Horns just, he basically stays right half-back to good. Like, I've been trying to put myself in Brian Lowen's situation yesterday. They we're saying there's or or John Kiley. They're saying, Jesus, Tony Kelly is running them up. After ten minutes, I probably would have said to myself, right, we're putting someone on him for the day. There was no there was absolutely no move from Kiley. They just left. He played at 13, but he played anywhere left apart fourteen. 13, he played at twelve, he played at eleven. Eleven a lot, yeah. And and he was and he was popping up everywhere. And it kind of reminded me we played him in sixteen, and we tried to transition him over in sixteen in the league final. Kelly, we said if he goes deep, Shane Bennett will pick him. If he's up in, in our half, Philip Manny will pick him. And we got lost in the grey area of trying to pick him up. And I know I'm, I'm, going, I'm on a tantrum now in terms of Kelly, in terms of the, the actual question. Yeah, the no, he,
2: he, he got, he got but, 17 but, points. This but, is but, relevant. But,
0: but he, he, he... You know, I, I was just saying to myself, I would have put someone on him, and, and but Kylie and them, they stick to their kind of template of zonal kind of defending. They nearly leave the forwards look after Kelly, if you like. They nearly leave... Hayes, Hegarty and, and, and Morrissey look after Kelly and be deep enough to funnel back and, and, and get their own game going. And the reason that's relevant to the question is that Eva Quilligan, yeah, you can blame pockets or whatever, but I think they simplify it then to, to kind of basically saying wherever the ball lands, we have numbers. And, and I know that sounds very, very simple. So if it lands in the half hour and near Hegarty, you have an 11 there, you have an 8 there, you have a, possibly a 13 there, and it's... You know, I think Donald radio referred in the paper this morning is that they attack as a unit and they defend as a unit, all in numbers, everywhere all over the pitch. But the interesting thing for me, with, with Tipperary in mind and with the, with the future in mind, I suppose, will, be, will there be a day where we need? We played Limerick in a challenge match at 16, in in down in the Gaelic Grounds, 17. Sorry, down in the Gaelic Grounds, really good challenge match. But they had Hegarty and Gillan inside the full forward on their own, and they kind of and they went very very direct. And Hegarty caused this awful grief you now, just in a, in a one-off challenge. You know, just, you know, he's very good in the air, and and it's just a little bit different. And I'm wondering, will they need different as it goes on? That's all. That's the only question I have. Will they need a little bit of, very flexible, but will they need something different as, as it goes on?
2: Yeah, and TJ, I, I, Brian, Brian Lohan won't get too many kudos this morning. I I didn't listen to Claire of now they'll have some bit of a review on it. But... Obviously when you lose by ten points to your near you're not the people won't look for the positives even, you know, the mm-hmm. the masses out there will just look at the scoreline and thirty-six points, one twenty-three. But like it was a fair shock for Barry Nash and he's kind of debut with Connor back. I know he might have played one league game there, to see Tony Kelly trotting into him. I wonder. How that is. If you wanted to upset a guy starting, like, was a fair one, wasn't he? Probably expecting Ryan Taylor or maybe Aaron Cunningham or, you know, even Shane O'Donnell, and I presume maybe that John Finn taught for Shane O'Donnell. But to see Kelly arriving in, he wouldn't have foreseen that. No, he certainly wouldn't. I was a little
1: surprised, Dillo, with the initial uh, first fifteen for Clare. I was expecting probably something a little bit different. I did think that the two Arons would feature in um, in the first fifteen. But at the same time, I did think that Clare came with a plan. It looked like from the TV that the two midfielders were kind of more or less man-marking Willa Donohu and Keen Lynch. It looked like from the TV, right? It looked like that they had a plan for Tony Kelly. And it looked like is it their half-back line was holding. So they did have a plan, right? And it did work for a good bit of the game. And they, I suppose if Wright was right, they probably should have been ahead at halftime, maybe by a couple of points. They did shade the first half, right? But in the start of the second half, as you call it, the Championship quarter, they, they, they really, really struggled. And then when you went behind in that system, and you see when you're chasing the game or chasing scores into a limerick setup that plays only, that's just absolutely father for them. They'll mop that up all day and they'll pick you off for scores, and that makes life easier for them. To go back to what Derek was on about there, like you were saying, can they be outworked? Like for me, they work rate from Kilkenny in the semi-final last year. Probably, they definitely matched it. It probably over, maybe outworked them at times. And in fairness, Kilkenny with the puckouts, like they had John, John Lee and Walter Walsh back effectively, like helping their hat. Like they were very, very, very deep. Like and then I won't say that they mirrored it, but it was very close to being something similar to what Limerick did, and it did work for them because they had the target men inside and on the other point then that Derek was making these coaches now like you take look like Pep or whatever in, in, in the premiership they don't really do plan B's I think they, they kind of tend to try and make plan A better rather than go for a plan B that's that's basically their, their, their motto and that's that, that's what they're trying to do and like I've been in the stand with Limerick where they're trying to get that possession game going in the middle of the field and trying to play that better than 50-50 ball to the boys inside where you have to move inside and it does work very well for them and as Limerick supporters say will you hit it will you hit it will you hit it and you try to explain to one them, that's not what they're about. That's not what they're game. And even trying to explain yesterday, who's picking up Tony Kelly, right? You just have to understand the system as to what they're trying to do. And once you do that, but it is a difficult system to break down. And when it starts rolling, it is a difficult system to kind of, I don't even know what Clare could have done in that first five, 10 minutes of the second half, just to change it. It seemed like the goal came at the right time for them but just literally got going again and just kept that five six points in in, in 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 reserve.
2: And Mark, like, they did come up with two majestical bursts, didn't they? The six points after half time. You no, know, Tony, Tony, was majestic, but he missed the two threes, which were killer like, blows were... on top of, you know. You need... And but then after the goal and the point for Clare as well, when they brought back to the point. I think they got two points and then the goal. There was a yeah. pint in it again. You said, hold on. This thing is yeah. Seesaw. Limerick go up the field again, I think, an outscored clear six one burst. And that if you know, I would the last ten minutes there was an element I that was the little bit I was disappointed, but clear I felt maybe they were out on their feet now, maybe and and our bench wasn't anything was like Limerick's bench. Yeah, the
3: yeah. game was the game was gone into at that stage and like I don't know what the preparation has been like for the Clare team over the last six weeks. I couldn't imagine it has been great. From the soundings I'm hearing around the place, they played a number of challenge matches and they were well beaten. And some of their training sessions, I'd say, might mightn't have been brilliant. Other facilities might have been brilliant, Anthony. And just listen to a couple of lads that I know around in Clare and stuff like that. I don't know what kind of support they're getting in the background from the county board, but they look like a team to me that, that you know, they, they hung in there in the first half, they hung in there because of Kelly. In particular, he was outstanding and he was fantastic. And he was, you know, himself and Donald Buck were the two hurlers of the weekend. They were absolutely brilliant, the two of them. But the burst after five minutes was, is what really did put the, the game to bed. I thought the goal that Claire got kind of camouflaged, to be honest, with how good Limerick were in the second half. You know, great credit. I mean, Claire did throw... Throw it at him to try and get back into the game. The two points that that that, that, that Tony Kelly missed in the freeze. Do you know what, Dale? You I think you remarked on the television. He's not the main free taker with their team as well at, at club level. I don't think he's a brilliant free taker. He's not your Paul Manny, Patrick Horgan, T.J. Reid. He's not in that class, but he's a brilliant all-round, hollow and brilliant from player. But I thought once Clare just came near Limerick with 15 minutes ago. Limit just turned on the turbos and just moved away from them. And that's always a sign of a really, really positive team. It's a sign of a team that are very comfortable playing their own system. The fact that they didn't mark Kelly meant we're not worried about him. Give him seven or eight points. It's okay. The rest of the lads aren't going to beat us. That's probably what they were thinking. And they'll be looking they'll be looking at Tipperary you now there next week. And this match is going to bring them on a ton because They'll go back to last year going in against Kilkenny and they were cut cold in the first half and Kilkenny got a run on them. And if they had three or four more minutes in that match last year, Kilkenny, or Limerick would have reeled in Kilkenny. But look, that's last year. We've got to get on with this year. But I think John Coyle's men have really set their style out this year. There's no going to be cut cold this year. If they're beaten, they're going to be beaten fair and square. They get one opportunity, you know, whether it's the Munster semi-final, if they get to the final, then if they're beaten once. But for me, they sent out a strong notice, particularly in the second half. And the other thing I would say is, you have 15 scores in the first half and 21 in the second half. The 21 is probably because they had to win. But for me, they played for 70 minutes at a constant pace. And, and their physical fitness and their strength is very much up to up to speed.
2: Yeah, and I, I, I wrote about it this morning. Like, I I, like I just did the three years with the academy, and I was just the director, of coach, and like seeing that the coaching was done right for the 15s and you're over, and probably you're the coach to the minor team. That's really my role, if I can go back to it. But, lads, the strength and conditioning fellas we had. Carborough, Caroline when I went in first, right? Car- Carborough got a job at Arsenal. Know why he went there and no, all that, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and hard luck yesterday, Larry. That was one thing when I turned on the television and got home last night to see Jamie Vardy had scored to beat you in the league. I look forward to tonight as well. Uh, relaxing with a glass of wine, watching Harry Kane getting a hat-trick. Both, but Cabra went to Arsenal, lads, and Tip heard about this guy when Liam went back in. And he, he was a bit homesick. I know that from being kind of a friend of his. And, and they went after him and got him into the IT in Torles. Uh, lecturing and, and got him sorted down there and he's loving it and, and, and he wins the All-Ireland Carborough goes away he's replaced by Mikey Kiley TJ you know Mikey probably as good or better <laughs> than I do Mikey's still hurling my belly brown knows the game inside out highly qualified he's there on the line with Limerick now this year and last year replacing Joe O'Connor in the academy then Dara Droog comes in to replace Mike Kiley because he goes up to the under-21s to win the All-Ireland with Pat Donnelly Dara Droog All-Ireland strength and conditioning winning coach with Napeersink Double monster ch- club champion strength and conditioning coach, like you reap what you sow, lads,
0: and mm-hmm.
2: like you look at the, the specimens of men they have, like Willow, Dunough, Keen, Lynch, Tom Morrissey, uh, Kyle Hayes, Gerard, Gerard Hegarty. Last night, my daughter was in the couch here watching the Sunday game. She said, "Jesus, the size of him!" She says, mm-hmm. "He could, he could be playing for Munster, couldn't he?" And like, and carrying it, like he's not, he's not overburdened. I know one year with the doubles, we got the weights wrong. Liam Rush could hardly fit into a jersey one of the years. And we nearly had to slim them down over the winter the following year. Um like Limerick seemed to have it. And they're at it and, and people would say they were anti-academies and all this shite and leave it to the clubs and that. But I I think it's coming to fruition like. as long look it was long in place before I went in. I never saw Keane Lynch, I never saw Aaron Gillen, Diarmid Burns and 80s fellas, but Dermot Burns wasn't even in a <laughs> TJ. Yeah.
1: But, and and Dale, that that takes a lot of time. And that takes yeah. a lot of planning. And if and you patience. look at patience. Patience, yeah. And if you look at where Dublin footballers are at and where let's say maybe Kerry footballers are at, Mayo footballers are at that I was I suppose that financial resource, right? That kind of drive and common team behind the scenes, right? Putting the planning in place, right? Because like you can't fix an SNC, you really right, you can't fix it in one season. It's really over two or three years where you really see that coming to the fore. And like you take some guy coming out of mine or now, right? Let's say if he's not on a good SNC program and working on that, right? Well he's gonna find it, he's gonna to have to be nearly exceptionally good, right? break into an inter-county squad because you just get murdered, right? Now, we didn't see, as you said, the physicality and the intensity probably over these two, but look what's coming down the track here, right? Look at Wexford and Galway coming the weekend. Look at possibly, like Tip and Limerick would say, the physicality in that middle third. You're going to see Savagery at its absolute best, I would say, in the middle third this coming weekend because there's big prizes at stake. But absolutely, in the modern game inter-county, that resource, s and the best people out there, the video analysis, I'm going to come back to that in a second, right? And mm-hmm. let's say all the coaching and nearly a PR machine as well, Dello, I was mentioned last night. That's what you need behind a modern day inter-county setup. And it has to be all shoulders to the wheel, everyone looking for the same thing. And if you're not, you're going to be chasing your tail here for a while. The point I was going to make there was, I would imagine, Delo, last night and this morning, the analytics in TIP, right, in Porsche Road this morning and this system, like. The, the, one of the things about Limerick is the system won't overly change. right? Maybe an extra pass on that middle third or whatever. It won't overly change for Sheedy. So it will be interesting to see what these guys come with after the Munster final last year. Now being all Ireland champions, it, there's going to be a little bit of a clash of styles here. I did see one or two things. I think we touched on it in the pod early on for... Puckouts changed Brian Hogan was hitting them with a lot of highs and different things Tip were definitely trying things with an eye on I'd say these type of games coming down the track so I think tactically what's coming on, on, on Sunday will be interesting and what Tip brings to the table
2: Yeah, just yeah so Derek, I just, mean... I, I, I would have seen you know just just before you go in there like I wouldn't as I said I would have had Peter Casey Kyle Hayes a couple of them but even Jerome Bylan who I mentioned earlier came on like Fellas used to be saying to me, Sure, what are they doing? Like, you can't have young lads lifting weights at 14. And I said, No, but he's lifting a sweeping brush handle. And he's been shown how to do it correctly. Yeah. And he's been shown how to squat correctly. And it's just a technique. It's not He's not squatting with two weights yeah. up here, if you know what I mean, yeah. on his shoulder. He's just been shown that when he does develop into 15, 16, and there's a little bit of weight added, he's doing things professionally, 100%. I don't think that's going on in Clare anyway and I yeah. can only speak for Clare
0: yeah and look I, I think it's been an except for, for, for years or years 3-4 years ago if you talk about this it's nearly frowned upon by people in terms of strategic planning as they say you can't plan like this you, you know kind of almost a business template even if you look at what Cork have done possible succession plans at Minor under 20 senior Kieran Kingston at Senior Pat Ryan and the Vice at 20 Don Log at, at Minor all the way down to Noel Furlong on the boys. you know clear pathway in place, almost a model of the Limerick model. You know, you you can't talk about it without the influence, I suppose, of Sporting Limerick or JP or Tenio in terms of the Tipperary model as well. That's that's the template. Now, it's difficult to compete with that unless you can, you know, resource it, but it's not that difficult to plan for functional behaviours of young lads between 14 and 18 in terms of strategic planning, S&C-wise. And I know Waterford have begun that particular process now. over the last, I suppose, six seven months, the strategic review into, you know, the whole setup, kind of almost a model of the Carborough Callan kind of uh, a process, where, where you can have someone in charge of that overall, you know, pro- process of analysis and, but it's it's. I think we've changed. I think people have changed their opinion around that. They've they've begun to realise that this is what's necessary. Plus, I think they've begun to realise that there's a certain amount of patience needed in that. That you know. Years ago, if I stood in my club AGM and I said, look, the game is about tactical notes, it's about flexibility, it's about s it's about lifestyle, it's about life lessons, they'd, they'd laugh at you. They'd laugh at you six or seven years ago. But now, when you're in front of a group of young lads, even in, in here for the White Cup, inside in Titan school here at 15, they want to be shown the right way. And I think they thrive on the information. And I got a lot of stick last year over saying that, that young lads thrive on information. I think if it can be imparted in a way that still makes it fun and still has the crack. And I think that's the key thing to it, where where fellas can still by learning, they can still enjoy the whole process and learn it if you like. And I think that's 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 the key thing to it, I suppose, you know, but it's um, mm. it, 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 it's the process has started in water. I'm not sure about Clear Anthony, I know you referred to it this morning. It, you know, it, 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 is it starting there or, or where is it at in that but we're probably playing catch-up
3: to the rest of the counties in that regard. Yeah, well, I, I would say that Cork have tried on a number of occasions to get this. I I was involved with the development squad seven or eight years ago, uh, directly against the likes of Keen uh, Lynch and Colin Ryan and those lads, Barry Nash, Ronan Lynch, and I remember Declan Fitzgerald who who did a good bit of work on coaching teams and coaching Cork underage teams. Was a school teacher down in uh, Castle Troy, I think, off the top of my head, yeah, and he okay. used to tell me that the lads would be in at seven o'clock in the morning, and they were, whether were, they were 14 or 17 years of age. They were in because they were in different programs, and they walked the model around the secondary school because that's where the kid is going to be most of the time for kind of seven or eight months of the year. And I thought, like, that took some time and effort to get that. Now, that instruction obviously came from a higher level within the Limerick County Board, and they're the people that should be complimented for what they have done, whether that is JP or, you know, McMahon, whoever the the guys behind the scenes are there that are running it, they're the real people that that actually have created this. Dale, you've been involved, you know who the people are behind it, but um, it definitely
0: is...
2: I'd say, and TJ, you know like a certain amount of power was given to Joe McKenna, TJ, and, oh, and man, he he did the job. Do you know, he he mightn't be Mister Personality all his life, and um, I'd be mad about him now as well, though. Him loads of rows yeah. <laughs> about how things should be done, and but talk about uh, an interest in maybe where Limerick will go, and 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 changing it up from yeah. previous decades. And saying yeah, well, this is not going to keep you know staying the same. We're changing it here. Yeah, without a doubt, they changed it from the right area. They kind of built it
1: from the foundation up and got got the youngsters right. Do only you know I thing I suppose the, the the elephant in the room, Dello, was the finance behind it. Right? These guys like it, it. It takes that. And as I said, that's where like I know, like saying the football scenarios, people give all about Dublin having the finance. Like the, the, these tools are available to them at all times. They're building it up. Like I was just just to go back and clear. And this is not a pick and clear weekend. But they're under twenties again the other night, just strength and conditioning-wise, they probably looked... It was a difficult job for Sean Doyle. Sean's a good guy. He actually coached Gary Blander for a couple of years. And, you know I mean? They played very well early on. But again, physically, they looked to be behind the curve. And unless you fix that... And that takes time. And it will, it will take a lot of time. And, you know, for counties, we'll say... I suppose, they're trying to get up there on a regular basis and stay up there. You have to do that now. And as I said, it just takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of patience. It takes a vision with everybody. Everybody will say whether it's the supporters club, the county board, all these management teams, nearly a director of hurling, and basically somebody guiding that ship um, to, just to make sure that like everyone's heading in the right direction. And you won't get instant results, but you will pay dividends down the
2: road, whether it's a club or a county scenario. Yeah, Mark alluded to it. Like, I, I, I do believe that there's... Wealthy people in nearly all our counties across the globe who have a massive grow, really wealthy people now up there with Mark standard. Like, <laughs> um, and like, I, I, you know, but no, I, 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 I know you are a very wealthy man, Mark, but I'm not putting you in that category yet. Now, did you, you shut sure from
3: the bank a long time, dear, I know. <laughs>
2: I'll tell you one thing we never had it as good had we <laughs> 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 but um, no I, I, lads I just think that there's people out there and I'm just thinking of clear people that they just wouldn't get involved at the moment with the way they see things maybe being run and I you know I think if they thought there could be there's a bit of separation in Limerick between the board and that group TJ there's yeah. a bit of autonomy there. They demanded the Saturdays, no club fixtures at Underage and they got it. And would that be seeded in other counties by the power brokers? I'm not so sure. And I, I think that, ah, look, I we need nearly need three shows to go into it and I don't want to be insulting people either because everyone's a volunteer at that level, but I just think they need the backup and they need the want there from, from their boards. And, uh, and the other thing with that as well is The year that's in it, I think, lads. Everyone kind of has a bit of a pass. Like Brian had a great committee, club, clear behind him, set up, and we were to, in conjunction with the 25 years from '95, we were to have two massive fundraisers: one in the West County in Ennis, and one in the four seasons in Dublin. And they were sold out, like, and for the course, the whole thing went belly up, like they were to be on in April, and they would have given a massive injection, maybe to, and they weren't just for the senior team. They were for Club Clare, you know, uh, hurling and, and uh, they were to be filtered down along to the structure. So maybe that's something that will come in time. But we could be talking about that all day. quicky on day the off. two
3: games as before Sorry, Mark. Just before you move away from that now, right? Uh, Michael Doudnan has showed you the way. That's all I'll say now. And I'll leave it at that now.
2: Yeah, but... Uh, we're talking about a team in the Christie Ring there now, with due respect to them. We know how great a county they've been, like but right. you get in McFinley, and you're in the Christie Ring and you will have a greater chance of winning it now, let's face it. I think I think I think
3: as you said last week, you the only the only county that wasn't affected by the lockdown of minor and under twenty was your own county because you were beaten in both. So you know, sometimes you have to grab the nettle before it actually hits the floor.
2: Yeah, or or sometimes when you're on the floor, the only way is up.
3: Correct. Well, that's 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 awfully situation. But I would say the as you wrote this morning. If you took Tony Kelly out of the Clare team yesterday, where were you going? Yeah, you're, where's
2: you're
3: the
1: next you. step? There, I you. think I think Mark was referring to Anthony Daly becoming the next county board chairman. I think I think that's mm-hmm. the path he was going with there.
2: Uh, no. <laughs> i tell you one thing I, I text him I text him when he was going for it I said have you lost your marbles kid like <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't do the, I wouldn't do the club chairman thing like you know that would be fairness like oh Jesus no I, I couldn't no they're just you just see it so long to change them yeah but I, I said I can probably win through what you're just saying there now Anthony like and I'm being dead
3: serious with you here now of all the fellas that, that is in your county, you know, you've, you've, you've kept in Clare to win two islands, you carry a, ma- a massive amount of respect within your own county, and when you go outside, we give you a bit of respect as well, now to be fair, like, we do invite you down to Cork and leave you in for a night or two.
2: Yeah, no, I, I think on that basis, I might consider the doll rather than the Clare County board.
3: <laughs> you call it Alan Dillon?
2: Yeah, yeah, I tell you to be to be and your number, wouldn't it? Independent backbencher, I see behind Connor the Moore. Healy Rays and let him off. <laughs>
1: hey, you, you, and you, you can get Connor Moore to do your um, what's called kind of, yeah. yeah, look, yeah, yeah. There's a couple of things I wanted
2: to uh, <laughs> ask you about here, like yesterday. And uh, is that is that a pre match, uh, crack with Connor Moore? Lads? Is that welcome in our game? Yes, I <laughs> absolutely, 100%. <laughs> I know I was going to get no
1: mercy there. Like. I
3: said, like, there no, no need for Michael Jordan in this one, like, but I tell you, the Davy the Fitz sketch was just, that'll have to be, Larry, would you play us out with
2: the Davy Fitz one today? <laughs> yeah, I, I actually thought I was a bit bold as well with everything that's happened with Artie. I thought the Broly one was excellent as well. Like yeah, Very
1: good, very good, yeah. So, yeah.
2: And I'm recovering from all these baitings every morning as well, which is great. <laughs> you know. That's the beauty of Gerald leaving on Kieran Whelan's football gloves, <laughs> <laughs> kind of shielding the blow. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, that's what about the crowd noise and stuff like that, Derek? And the yellow slitters and well, I haven't watched both games now. Sky, were a bit off with the timing. Of the, yeah, the, I, th- I think, I think. The, to-
0: the timing was an issue on Saturday night, uh, you know. But I, I, I look, having watched the soccer over the last couple of weeks. You know, I, I, I became used to the kind of the crowd noise with Sky, if you like. And I, I was kind of, you know, I was testing the waters on 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 Saturday evening and the timing was horrendous to be honest with you in terms of you no know, even Keane Boland's first point. If there if there's a hurling person in charge of the timing you're ready nearly straight away, even though it's from the side and you're kind of saying that nothing came and it came about fifteen seconds later, this crowd noise came for Keen Boland's first point. Ahead of Sunday, I was kind of more interested could I pick up on the communication between all the players and what's being said from the line and to pick up on any even expletives from the line or could you you know could you could you pick up on anything and I found that kind of off-putting as well, if I'm completely honest. No more than, than the, well in the background of the school is off-putting for you, now. know, it's not here, but... Uh, uh, get <laughs> back to your break, you get back to your break! break. <laughs> perfectly timed. i tell you how bad my internet is when I have to go into school during the mid break. But, um, uh, yeah, so look, um, look, I, I was in between on, on the noise. I, I nearly, I nearly prefer if Sky had their t- if the timing was right in, in the noise. I, I prefer some sort of noise simulation in the background. You know, that would kind of give you a chance to, to do both. But that's probably looking from the slitters point of view. I was probably on the fence on the slitters initially with the traditional approach with the white slitter. I then kind of watched the under twenty game between Tip and there the where the point was over the bar off the sideline court. And I began thinking about the you know, the the science behind the yellow slitter, or even being able to see it in, in an awkward situation, going inside the post with the white post, etc. So I'm actually coming around to the to the idea that the slitter is is it's not a hindrance in any way, and you know, I'm, I'm actually happy to kind of go back on my my earlier kind of estimation that the slitter would kind of stick to the traditional slitter. My my thing with the slitter was that it, it wasn't rolled out early enough for the lads, even Jordan, you know, they, they didn't, you know it, was just, it didn't become part and of what they were doing early enough. It just came came all of a sudden, but I have no issue with the slitter given the scores that were uh, that were accumulated over the weekend, you'd have to say it, it looks like a quick slitter anyway, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, like, anyway, a, if we're bringing in the crowd nice, Mac, we should just decide to leave it off for Wexford and Galway and have a microphone down around the line there somewhere.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I'd say it could be exceptional now this weekend, but it, I, I, I picked up on the mayo Tyrone game yesterday in watching the highlights. The amount of communication that went down, and every time that Tyrone got a goal, you could hear about 15 of their players bowling it into the Mayo, fellas, like, you know? Mm. And, I, I think that the fact that there are the crowds, that there is no noise in the background of the crowd, you're going to, there's going to be fair stick, I think, from players to players when this game starts to hot up as the as the year continues, you know?
2: Yeah. Okay, sure, look, it, it'll be a call for the broadcasters, I suppose, to make. Whether they do that, the Schlitters is here to stay, I presume. Uh, we just get on with it now. <coughs> People were complaining about it, but your sure, look. I did not see too much on with the white either, I have to say, under the lights. But... Anyway, I didn't think it would make a, a, a huge difference. Um, Dublin lads and leash, we won't go overboard on it. Um, it was as we predicted, I suppose, and revenge was on the minds. And yet, I got a feeling from a lot of my friends on WhatsApp groups and that, that like one of my great friends, and he'd be a great student of the game, like said, kick and he'll destroy him. I, I, I don't see that. I, thought I was in very impressed with the two Borks, obviously. Donald speaks for himself with what he scored That's and true. nailed all the frees, took his goals superbly. But I thought Connor Burke, a sweeper, was very, very good. And he's a fellow I've watched at, with DCU doing that. Very comfortable doing it. Very good ball player. Great vision. I think him sitting behind TJ Reid. And if O'Donnell, if O'Donnell can do a job on Finley, now look, that's easier said than done. But O'Donnell is, to me, one of the best fullbacks in the game. One of the best defenders in the game. And I, I, you, you we, we, We'll all probably be going for a Kilkenny win, but I, I don't think it's as clear-cut as saying... Kenny destroyed Dublin. No, Why I was it? impressed I was impressed with them. Delo. I thought their structure was good.
1: I thought in the main, their use of the ball was exceptionally good. They were trying to do the right thing. I think the positioning of Crumley at centre forward is a big plus. He's a big man. His shape, his physicality, he brings a lot to the table. Given the, I suppose, the other forwards in this pace that they have and what they bring to the table, I think they needed something like a Chris Crumley up there. When they don't have a Keeney or, let's say, Liam Rush in, in, in the starting fifteen. There's a lot of positives there, like 231. And I know you might say, right, that the, the game they, they had to run their game, but it's still a fair score line to put up in, 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 in a game 231. So, again, huge score. I know people are gone with Limerick's 36 points, but 231 is a fair score too. No, in a game that they lost last year, yeah, yeah. but they, 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 they
3: had the extra spice now to be fair, and I suppose the revenge. was the the big one, but I thought that their hurling was outstanding as well. I thought the physicality, look, I think you will get that from most open teams and they're going to be physical and they were physical the other night. And every time a player, a Dublin defender in particular, got the ball, he wanted to break the challenge and get through the next man. And that's something that they'll have to do against Kilkenny next weekend. They will have to match physicality with physicality. But I thought they matched it with hurling as well. I thought their hurling was excellent. And just coming back to Donald Burkdale, freeze and all that, geez, he struck a couple of magnificent points from from play as well. Like, I mean, the one that he struck off his left hand side out over the Cusick stand side uh, with a half a hurry. I mean, Jodine at the last I see, which took to get a score like that, a little bit of a scoop over the bar. Lovely wrist now. But, um, you know, I I thought overall Dublin were impressive. I I mean, yes, we, we probably will be going for Kilkenny, but. They're going to, and the game will stand to them. I've no doubt that, that both Limerick and Dublin, the game will stand to them going into the match next weekend.
2: Yeah, yeah and Derek, Matt Matty definitely putting his own stamp on it. Mm. The second year, no Keeney on the bench, no Paul Ryan on the bench, no David Tracy on the bench. I mean, I still think if you were manager, a lot of us would be tempted to say we'll, we'll have him in the 26th anyway. But he, he made a statement. He said, no, didn't make 26." Yeah and, even,
0: with us. yeah, and even Mark Shooting and Eamon Dillon not getting on the team. Liam Rush, who looked, I've never seen him look as trim, actually, when he came on Saturday evening, looked in serious nick. So, hasn't where really he wanted. the interesting thing for me will be, given the fact that Leash played with seven, they, they indirectly gave Conor Burke, you know, the opportunity to sweep. It'll be whether or not he'll it now to the, the system. He used to play with Cool at times, which is, you know, with Sean Warren. Sitting. So, he might go with Conor Burke, and then he gets someone to mark D.J., five forwards and as such so that'll be that be the interesting thing you'll have to get the TJ Reid match up right I think we spoke earlier about Kylie not caring about what Tony Kelly was doing but I think Dublin are wise enough to actually go man to man with DJ and Colin Pendy you know, I think Ronald Donald is as good an option as anyone in the country to go man to man with Fenley, you know, and, and Fenley can hurt anyone regardless of, of, the, of the opponent he's on so what they'll do with TJ Reid you no, know, and, and whether they've changed it up slightly to allow Conor Burke to to, to sit, he might even sit from wing back, you know, tuck in from wing back if you like. So that'd be the interesting thing for me. But Dublin hugely really impressive. And as I said, but nothing gets overlooked. I think you mentioned it yourself last week. Dublin got out of the Leinster Championship last year. No, which is no, I, I think most bookies would have would have presented for Galwing as, as the as the as the favourite to come out of that round Robin last year. Dublin got out. And, and they're remembered almost for, for losing to Leach down Leach in Port Leach in a memorable game for Leach. But,
2: and, Derek, you know, and Derek, over the two years of the round-robin, they've been, been tremendously competitive against Galway, Wexford and Kilkenny. Like. Yeah,
0: go back Go back to that Gilroy's first game in Paranel-Tarfe yeah. against against Kilkenny. I think Liam Blanchfield got a goal near the end of it. Kilkenny were in control of that. or Dublin were in control of that game all the way through. That's gone at the end of it. So, you're, you're definitely right, you know, it's it's it's... it's and, and look, they, they look to have that bit of, you know, that free, or, or as Mark said, the hurling was good, as well as their, the way they were set up and structured, The hurling was very crisp and, you know, Croke Park, yeah, I'd still be giving them a fair chance on, on, on Saturday or, and we'll all probably be found wanting. thing, we'll still end up contradicting ourselves by saying, Kenny will win it. <laughs> but, you know, we're making a case for everyone here, but, you know, I, I think if Dublin can get to the pitch of it early and if they can hold TJ in Holland, they go some way towards having a chance, you know.
2: Yeah, and I suppose, look, yeah, we we look ahead and I suppose to be wrong not to look ahead, first of all, I mentioned Donald Bork there, Larry, you're sitting proudly at the top of the, the our podcast, um, Leaderboard, yeah, excuse me there, no killer, could you stay out of this for a second there, um, <laughs> just, you're up I there, Larry, on in, two, I just want to two,
3: get in before you start talking about it, I like <laughs> spent about two months reading the rules,
2: <laughs> well, like you normally, if you're entering a competition, you have a quick look at the rules and anyway, uh,
3: some, some amount of manipulation. I th- there'll have to be a question mark over the transfer market yesterday morning or Saturday morning early well, now. Well, I need uh, produce Donald Burke right yeah. from nine o'clock to one o'clock in on a Saturday, there'd have to be a student's inquiry. Well, <laughs> like the
2: closing time for changing your team was four o'clock, and we'll say the conductor of the orchestra, Mr. Ryan, there, um, said. Dalo, who'll hit the freeze, because Paul Ryan obviously wasn't named. And at 1.31, I checked it, I said, has to be Donald Burke. And Larry right. just swapped. I presume that's all you did, Larry. You just took that's it Paul that's Ryan and put in Donald Burke.
3: Yeah, fair play, Delo. Fair
2: play. You gave me that one. I, I saw you the were. The war is over with Tip and Clare, Larry. It looks like it. It looks like it, yeah. 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 Never, yeah. Let it never let it you be said. Never let it be You had sad. the option, Matt Landers, and TJ had the option, but you were probably too busy you now buying a... Uh, three-year-old Mayor from France Or something like that You know You're only laughing At this crack Like you know But you are You are well, Mark You are Mark On 70 points um, Well Like so.
3: you know, like every now Right uh, Today Or yesterday The last weekend Was only just You know A warm-up se- session Like you know So I love to see fellas Go off to the front there Right But this This is a marathon Not a sprint there
2: Well right? I said that as well though, in a comment on Twitter And uh, But at the same time uh, Larry's 214 will add up at the end of the day the same as your 70 like
3: yeah, but we, we I, I've got eight teams coming next weekend and I'm yeah, happy yeah. enough and I won't be um, changing any of my numbers right at the deck like you know that's fine yeah, just... I see you weren't throwing out Cahill Malone to anybody there um, yeah, he, was list, he was listed as
2: a was a, a list, sneaky a defender, one yeah. wasn't he mm. wasn't a sneaky one no no it wasn't uh, Cahill would always be known as a forward and actually played midfield so I can get the real value out of it really I thought he'd be up wing forward and um. He had a good game midfield. One of Cahill's best game midfield. On fairness, I'm no, and Keane Lynch. thought he did a good job. Mm-hmm. Clipped over. Let the ball in for... Got two points. Let the ball in for the goal. Great ball across. Um, delighted for him now because he's a very hard worker and he gets a bit of shtick maybe the people saying should he be there or shouldn't he be there. But, God, I thought he... In the overall yesterday was one of Tony's main guys. Um, yeah, congrats so far to Paddy Ahern from Um Paddy... 237 uh, and 242 2 is leading the overall score as well. Like, so that's some shooting. And I think, I think on that's on the examiner pods listeners, uh, league. And uh, we have two of the top four, of the overall. So, lads, you're, you're not listening to us, fair play. You're doing your own thing, which is great. great. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we have a little prize there for the winners and, and fair play to Butler's Hurleys in Kilkenny. And uh, they probably say it over there, they'd say Butler's Hurls, uh, but we're saying Hurlies. <laughs> <laughs> are, we, are you, you Hurlies as well, down Waterford? You?
0: Oh, Hurlies, uh, yeah.
2: Yeah, we're all Hurlies, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're all yeah. Hurlies, yeah. Oh, yeah. That gave us a bit of grief about the Munster, uh podcast show on tomorrow morning. So we better get, <laughs> we better get Hoagie back for next week. <laughs> <laughs> hey, come here, Dello, just
3: a question there. The fact that you've named your team Marty's Gang, does that mean it does just more than yourself picking the
2: team like? Have you oh, qualified uh, Mark, Mark, I wouldn't have the same success now that you've had uh, in, in the equestrian world with uh, Getaway Queen. But I owned a greyhound one time called Marty's Gang. The name <laughs> of the pub is Marty Browns, right? It was myself, my brother Michael, and my one of our best friends, both myself and Michael Tom Howard, who I won five championships with, with Clark Castle. And uh, we we called the dog Markey's Gang, and he was never ever beaten up the field in twenty runs, Mark.
3: Bringing home,
2: bringing home, the Derby <laughs> at the oh, Castle sh- in two thousand and two from Clanmel, a great greyhound by I'll tell you, I did, I just,
3: uh, no, no, a bit, long, long in the memory of it
2: there, Oh well, it's a once in a lifetime probably thing, and and he went off to stud in for about. Five years, like, it was like Man About Dog like He just lost <laughs> the stud and he he had some five or six years of life of little, little puppies being brought down to him from the north of Ireland, from North Kerry and uh, little female puppies. And uh, he having his way with them in George galleries and the owners of those female puppies paying us.
3: That's somebody... <laughs> it
2: just It was an absolutely <laughs> sweet time in life, I'll have to say. It was, it was before the last crash, if you know what I mean, oh, no wonder we were in Cheltenham every year. <laughs> and the it back kind of,
1: of Oh, stop, sure. Just... were you trying to set up a mini cool more or
2: something down there, Dale? Or what was it, well, it was, and like I tell you, he produced two great sons as well, then Murphy's Blaze and Murphy's Destiny. They both went to the Champion Stakes final in Camell, which would be for the older dogs, and they went to stud as well, and oh, we. Sure, looking like all good things that she comes sending, I suppose. The... Do
3: we just call you John Magnum now from now on? No, that no, you? no, that,
2: that, that is absolutely you. <laughs> you didn't get the result on that three o'clock in Galway yesterday, you wanted that, did you?
3: We got the black type, there. that's the important thing. Grand Rye.
2: Okay, or oh, once you use the first three.
3: Black type is all we wanted. I have the half sister. So, and
2: is she in full?
3: She's in full, the Spanish moon, which means she'll have a three path brother or sister to Grand Ray. Who was so sold, that, really puts, the, that, that puts
2: the price of the fall from what value to what value approximately
3: the covid now could hit us such so as a bit it's a bit strange like you know we'll have to wait now to see the, the market will adjust itself but we're in poor position out there. Yeah, why water, why, and, uh,
2: why did I think I'd get a straight answer to that question? I have no idea why, why I even asked it. Like
3: TJ Reid or TJ Ryan is giving me a bit of advice in the background. He says, whatever you do, he says, when Jello asks you any of those questions, tell him nothing. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> Yeah, I can imagine him as well. Yeah, oh, you're looking like the two E, only for the <laughs> the, uh, the Galti Mountains separating you. as well be living together the two yeah. E. <laughs> lads, we often talk about the weekend of the All-Ireland semi-finals being like a festival of hurling. and I I was against the idea initially the Saturday and the Sunday and we were losing out in the weekend but geez, I thought it was a great success for the last two years. We had it all to ourselves but jeez, I know how the football is starting next weekend, lads but we nearly have it all to ourselves next weekend but what what a four match. And and unfortunately, Mark, we will have to have the laptop on and okay. on and the television on with the clash. But uh Jesus Lads Tipperary and Limerick alone. Wexford and Galway alone. Like for Waterford alone. And we have referred to we've given the dubs a shout against Kilkenny on the basis of their performance. Where do we start? I suppose we would have to look at the All Ireland champions against the Munster champions. Like, I mean, quickly we won't spend all day you now because, you know, I suppose we've a nice little yeah. ground covered, but like tip. Tip will bring a whole lot more than Clare Broad in terms of the depth, the depth. Like these twenties, going for three in a row, we said twenty twenty ones. These guys will probably won't start a lot of them. That's fair. Like they would start with Clare lads. I tell you if we had them. Yeah, um, savage match. I would say
1: coming down the track here because like, the winners here are into a monster final and, and and a step further down the track. Just touch them. what you said there. There There's four matches on. Um, the four favorite like Cork are favorites to beat Waterford. Kilkenny, strong favourites to beat Dublin. Galway, our favourites to beat Wexford. And Limerick, our favourites, 8-11, 11-8 to beat Tipperary. As we all know in sport, that's the four favourites. You don't normally get four out of four. There is a surprise lurking in there somewhere, wherever your opinion might lie. But And it's it's, it's hard to know which is even the pick of them. Like Galway, Wexford is just um, very, very difficult to call as well. But to touch on Limerick and Tip, I think tactically... It'll be huge early doors here, Dello. We won't have the advantage of being there. I thought the camera angle yesterday could have been a little bit better at times from RTE. Trying to see who's playing where, who's picking up who. And I suppose we rely on the experts, I suppose, in the studio to tell us exactly what's going on sometimes. But I'm just trying to come up with I was at the Munster final last year where things didn't go um, at all Liam Sheedy's way and, and and they ended up taking a hiding what are Tipperary going to do different I'm sure they'll have Limerick well studied The Limerick's team will be more or less has played uh, there won't be any major changes there so it'll be interesting to see what way Tipperary out but a cracking game
2: in store yeah yeah, I'm doing core commentary for that, TJ, so I'll be I'll be cognizant of your comments there and I'll try and fill you in. I think there was an the amount of restriction, the amount of restrictions yesterday, TJ, in terms of the whole thing, like the meeting beforehand, you know, to be about a 40-minute meeting as Derek would know yeah. just what are we doing and where are we highlighting and like we all had to sit nearly four meters apart in the stand. Rory O'Neill was nearly roaring at us. <laughs> you know, like um between everybody in the crew, you know, from cameras and what areas to pick up on in the warm-up. And then I, I, I don't know if that's a factor on the camera work. I saw that commented on last night. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, um, there definitely was a high behind, was there, Daryl? Uh, yeah,
0: but there Brendan Cummins showed a high behind on, on Sunday yeah, yeah. So Brazil, Yeah, and some of the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe not I don't
2: know, but just, I'd say that maybe... I don't think there was anybody up on high, if you know what I mean. You know, the old commentary box, yeah. 30 yeah, yeah, I think yeah. There was yeah, anybody yeah. up there, really. You know, maybe maybe local radio now, but don't look great. He was over on the Ordon O'Rean side. Um, and it was lower. I think Larry, maybe helping us out there, there was a lower angle. Yeah. I think the camera work was lower. Like the, It was over from us. We were kind of on the 45-yard line, was the outdoor studio. And then right kind of in the middle of the field, there was a camera stanchion with a cameraman there so yeah different I, I don't know I, it could be restrictions yeah but look um, yeah maybe like look at the I'll be looking to improve anyway yeah I think this is a massive one I I, I have a slight inkling for tip on this I, I think they've been waiting for this and I don't I think Liam might feel that if they lose another one to Limerick even though they might meet later on in the year again that it might have a psychological effect so I, I Think he'd be desperately anxious to let on a marker, and I'm not so sure Kylie'd be in bits if he lost it.
3: You know, I, I, th- know, yeah, I don't know. I, I wouldn't. I, I, I look for me. um History is against Tipperary. Is the first thing, and you know. um, the second history. thing. Is like, yeah, they want to back to back. I, don't <laughs> know, what we're talking about. I don't know we're only in the months here, yeah, but like
2: I was going to say the twenty-eight on Ireland's one, like. <laughs> yeah
3: <I'm> back to back. Back to back. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, yeah. But I, for me, the two McGraths getting beaten in two county finals, and I saw Noel McGrath going to the ground and bawling his eyes out. They are the all island champions, um, winning that last year after getting beaten in Munster was was a massive, massive fill up. I'm just wondering how, well, how much is left in the tank for those lads? You know, part, you know, part of as well. Like, I just wonder, and I think, I think what I saw at Limerick yesterday. They, I think they'll they'll bring it to, to Tip next weekend. And I just it depends. Like I'd expect the Limerick will lead and get out of the boxes quick. And I'm just wondering, like is Tullasalfas didn't have a great season either, but that might have been. But they be after, no. after that, after final last, just so they've, they've got an opportunity maybe to refill the the, the tank.
0: Yeah.
3: But they've been to the well a long time. Part of Maryland has been to the well an awful long time. I just have a sneaky feeling. I think Limerick will want to continue. They'll want to keep winning, get to a Munster final. You win your Munster final, you will be in all of
2: the semi final, cut out all the backdoor stuff. Yeah, I I, I don't know. Look, we are, uh, it'll unfold yeah. and we'll go for somebody and we'll be right or wrong or whatever. But uh, I think we're in for an epic. And um, um, I actually think if the round robin, as we know it, Munster went ahead, I'm not so sure Tip would have come out of the group. I think this is after working for them. I think yeah. Liam will really be saying, can we dig ourselves up for four massive ones? Four matches,
3: four matches yeah. You know, uh, yeah, and I think,
0: I, think, I think traditionally, Anthony, that's what he's done. He's really, I, I made a reference to this last week. He's normally has his team really well prepped for that kind of one off game. You know, that, if you go back to when he, his first game in Tarity, even when he came back last year in the league against Clare, albeit a league game in Thurles on a Saturday night, he had his team ravenous. His team against Cork down in Parky Queen last year, ravenously. Like, savage in their in her approach, and they have to be savage. The other thing for Don Coydie is, we, we talked already about his not having to concentrate on Kelly, but when you have Honour, you have Bubbles, you have Shami Cannon, you have Jason Ford, you have John McGrath, it's different in terms of
3: how they can hurt you.
0: Like, they are assassins, every one of them, and, and you put into the, into the mix there, the fellas who get no credit with Tip I find, Dan McCormack, Milo Maris. These are kind of, it, it's actually an insult to call them workhorses. You know, they're, they're not even working, they're, they're serious hurdles themselves. So I think it's a different challenge, but I think Kylie will be aware of that. And, and even reading some of the remarks this morning, he spoke about it, we knew where we wanted to get there. I'd, I'd imagine we're setting themselves targets, you know, ahead of it. So look, I, I said it last week, I fancy Tip maybe limited to come in the back door, but then I was thinking then the looters of, of Wexford and Galway, and the losers of Cork and Water, and the losers of Dublin and Kilkenny. You know, it's a minefield. You know, in terms of, of, of the you know the, the cross pollination, I think it's still Leinster Monster if you lose a match. Is it, is it still the draw Leinster Monster? I think it is anyway. Yeah, yeah.
1: You know,
0: yeah. The losers are so that might give the it might give you a root back, but the meeting the losers at Galway, and Wexford will be no easy task for whoever loses and you know if if they were unlucky enough to draw one at all. So it's the incentive is huge. But I just think not not the shady factor, but I just think Tip will be ready for it. You know, and the other thing I think it's a factor and and maybe looking at on the telly yesterday, I thought it was a little slower than normal yesterday. The field looked pristine, looked great, but I think Cork is a quicker pitch. I think the new Parky Quive is a quicker pitch. You know, I, I think Anthony Panko come this year for and Cork down in the league in, in on a winter night and the yeah. speed of the game on a new pitch. So I think that I think it'll suit the Tip forward, but I also think it'll suit the Olympics game as well. So I just I just have a, an inkling for Tip being ready. Yeah, T-
2: Cork is the very same as Crow Park, and you know, all that. It's just, it's just that kind of semi-artificial grass. It's it's grass, but it's it's a different breed of grass for some reason. And, and the ball bo- it's bone dry. It it doesn't matter if we get a deluge. Wednesday, Thursday Friday, it'll be bone dry, and the draining system now is such a place. So we will have a we we live a lightning ball. Der- um, Derek, I was just going to just
1: ask you there if you were Liam Sheedy uh, and tactically after the Munster final last year, right, and you're facing what we've all known is. Pretty much the way that Limerick play day in day out. I'm just saying, is there any, is there a rabbit in the hat here, or something that you could see that maybe we kind we can look out for on Sunday? I
0: think what you, I'd be thinking about this, you know, if you look at last year, remember Dale doing the doing the pre-match analysis on it actually, and we were talking about it during the week because we talked about Kyle Hayes playing right up on Paulie If you remember, we were saying that Kyle Hayes might, as opposed to coming deep. And he got the goal from that. He was right up on it. And, and the space that that, supplement, that normally would be there for is Peter Casey, came out that place. So I think the Bonner factor is, is different there. I think what you might see is you might see Bonner playing right up on Dick Hannan or right up on the you know, Bonner's team. You know, and when giving him, you know, I remember the 2016 months final. finally, we got an awful Trump uh, pouncing or pummeling in. And we were surprised by, by Bonner that day. He kind of went right up on Cuy. Like, right, you no, know I mean, right up on top of almost, not in the car, Corbett, Tommy Willis situation, but just right up on top of him. And it was very hard to kind of control. So I'd say, Tip will be very, I think Tip will be very direct. And I, see, I think you'll see the Dan McCormack and the Nilo Mares in the world trying to go, you know, almost double up on Garrod Hegarty and and and, um, and Tom Morris, if you like. And they'll be doing the tracking there, McCormack, and, and, and they'll make it a war zone so out there. But they'll be hoping that they can, Ford and Callan and maybe Bonner down the center and Tom McGrath can do the hurling if you like. So I don't know. I still think Tip will want to keep that defence solid. The other decision they made last year was they put Brendan Maher back corner back on, on, on Galan, I think, in the in, in, the, did in did, the did
1: Derek, but that was because Kyle Barrett missed the game actually.
0: Kyle Barrett missed the game. So I think you know that that they'll obviously have Brendan Maher out. Like if you're preparing for Limerick this week, you're saying, right, Hegarty got five points from play. Morrissey got four points to play. has <laughs> <He's> got three <laughs> points to play. So how do you, the question is how do you stay zone and yet and yet and yet mark them? You know what I mean? And I that's the question for every manager. I say how do you? When do you go? When do you not go? Like you know because Hegarty picks up a load of ball nearly thirty yards from his goal. Even you know, if a really corner back comes out, invariably Haggerty is nearly there as a right half forward picking it up thirty yards from the goal from Donoghue. It was so. Gonna be a team that'll go get the ball away, but yet are able to anchor someone back the whole thing. You know what I mean? So maybe, maybe Tip will go that route. But I think honor will have a big role in, it, in terms of maybe just being a kind of disruptive force, you know, um, on, on on the limerick
2: It's intriguing, lads, and, and uh what a what a mode water one. Uh, Mark, you've no chance against Watford?
3: No, you're right. And we'll lay down with injuries. Half the defence has gone with no chance But um, as again It will be all laid on the forwards hands I'd say they'll offer to get a result Against Waterford um, like You have the same fellas Jamie Hannity, Huggy, Kingston Cadigan, Lahan. They'll probably all start the big decisions Whether Dickie Darton starts or not uh, Robbie Flynn is out due to his suspension last That's year. awful isn't it that suspension thing yeah, but- but at the time, you know, it's just the rules. Like, I mean No, but Jesus. It carries over to another season. But look, you could score fill in one season and it was forgotten about next season, but I, <laughs> I think that's like, you know. That's that's the reason why the rule is bad in you know, is to stop fillers sculling fillers at the end of the season. Like,
2: but um We don't we don't associate Robbie Offlin with sculling fillers. like
3: No, 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 but I I I, I, I played with a few fellas and played against the two fellas and we take a liberty in November or December there. Like, TJ, <laughs> TJ, <t-ja.
2: laughs>
3: And hopefully to should be I forgot to shake hands After the game i we'll see you again Go, for a, go <laughs> for
2: a pint of Joywood He yeah, yeah. would
3: <laughs> And I suppose At the back You know The big question is going to, Who's going to play At three and six I think for Cork And it looks as Damien Cahillan Will probably be three I'd say And Rob Downey Will be at six So um, You know just, Tim Timani could be six But I, I hope they'll play Downey there Because I, I think he's I'd be bending he's on, him. In. He's, on, he's on carry going out now. Yeah, he won't be playing. And Colum, it'll be down between Cullum Spillane and Niall O'Leary to be playing in the other corner. I'd say uh, Sean O'Donoghue will be in one corner. And then it'll be Niall O'Leary and uh, Cullum Spillane. No, maybe Spillane will play corner and Niall O'Leary go wing back. And that would release that Coleman to midfield. In the midfield. Yeah, yeah they, they'd be the only kind of things I would say. But again, like, you're shuffling the same players. Like, I don't see, there's nobody new in there, barring Dalton potentially. So like, what
2: about Jack? Is Jack O'Connor a possibility?
3: he, what, he played very well against Clare in the practice match, too far from play. But mm. the question mark there—they think he's too light, I suppose. And it's look. I
2: heard from my Galway, fella, that he played very well against Galway as well. Yeah, like,
3: and look, I, all, look. Maybe this is for another podcast, like. But I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm in firmly in the camp of the physicality side of things. That we need to be picking the likes of Michael O'Halloran from Black Rock at Conor Forward rather than a Jack O'Connor from Sales, in my opinion, because in terms of physicality, they're chalk and cheese. And I, I do believe going into a winter championship, you need a stronger, more physical player. And, you know, when I when I look at two players they brought in from the club championship, Alan Connolly and Shane Ballard, both of them under 20. Alan Connolly's only 19, two light lads, and the two outstanding players for me in the club championship were Neil Cashman from Black Rock and James O'Flynn from Aaron Zone. Two both centre-backs in their own club. And we're crying out for backs. And neither of the 2 of them got a call. Now, that just makes no sense to me as far as I'm concerned. So, there's a whole mindset change. We're looking at smaller, lighter, faster players. I'm not in that camp. I'm in the more physical, strong guys that can move as well at the same time.
2: And I yeah, we'll, we'll see we'll see how that pans out the weekend I suppose and that's the intriguing thing. Derek, what's the mood like below?
0: Yeah, I think naturally expectations have lowered on the back of Corey's injury, I suppose. You know, and, and I think that's now that they've dealt with it, I think that's kind of probably helped in terms of I think Waterford in a good place but seem to be very happy. Like we alluded to last week, you don't tend to ask about it too much. You know, I know they played Kenny in a challenge, they played Leach in a challenge, and played Wexford in challenge matches. You know, so they played three good matches apparently went well in. In two of the three matches, you know, I was, as I said, I, I said I hung Kevin out the dry last week. by saying I was talking but he's hoping to play Kenny. And, and to be honest, you, I never even asked him how it went. He just said it was a good game. And I never kind of said to him what was the score or whatever. I don't know why you do that, but I just, <laughs> it was kind of a weirdness, I suppose. But you know, don't even ask him. So, they seem to be really happy um, where they are. Very happy with the training. And I think, I think we are a very dangerous team now because, you know, I think the, the media expectations are that there's a freshness. It's a new team. I still make out there'll probably be 10 guys that were involved in in, in the 17 all final starting. Like I still, you know, nine now with Boring, not involved. But I still think you'll have, you have tied back, and Tighe has had a full club championship behind him, where he was outstanding now in the club championships. Really, really outstanding. Um, and I think you'll have a half-back in the Dara 5 and Kevin Moore, and you have a bit of experience there. And you have a bit of freshness there with, with Jack Fagan, with Bessie Hudson, with, you know, Lyon, and we hope that Monday when you're battering for your podcast next Monday, you're talking about the kind of injection of kind of freshness into the Waterford panel. And you know what? There's no disrespect to Mark. They'll always fancy a game against Cork as well, a one-off game. They'll always kind of say to themselves, yeah. they'll be up and at it there, I know, against against Cork. And, you know, I think Waterford are well-organized. They'll be, they'll be very, very fit. And I think they'll bring huge energy to it. And, you know, I think it'll be enough. I think it'll be enough. You know, I I'm not unrealistic. I, I think it'll be enough. I think I think Waterford have a brilliant, brilliant chance next, next Saturday.
2: So the Watford man and the Cockman are both going for Watford. Just on that, Derek, now that the fancy team fantasy teams are picked and you can't transfer this week. Is there any truth in the rumour that uh, one Austin Gleason might appear at the edge of the square?
0: Well, look, I, I I I won't tell a lie. I'd say he will be a forward, he'll be in the forward. You know, I imagine he's he's been playing it, you know, in the forward. Like so it's it's look it's <laughs> So Michael Minahan wrote a brilliant article this morning the examiner about about the use of Tony Kelly yesterday and and that you know that, that, you know maybe alluding to the fact they could use Austin or Joe or Canning in that regard. And the key thing about Kelly yesterday is he got whilst he went into the 13 corner, he got all the points from different areas of the field. And you know, I think that's we want to see Austin popping up everywhere. And, and you know, and, and once he's and uh, once he's able to do that. And look, he, he, he will he will he would disrupt the team by turning up to a full forward and throw early on in the game as well. He's different in there and he's he's good in the air, obviously, and it'll be different. So, look. Yeah, Derek,
2: really Derek the, oh, your point is well made about Kelly, but he still kind of seldom went outside. He's uh, hmm. the, the the Limerick 45. He, you know, uh, well, maybe 65. Do you know, he, he still, like, you go back to last year's match where Limerick hockey player, <laughs> you no, know, you could say the hockey them again yesterday, I suppose, but, She's like, he was back behind the half back line nearly, yeah. like, you know, and yeah, 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 yeah. that being the difference, I thought just yeah, suddenly yeah. was attack 20.
0: Yeah, yeah. I suppose it became given freedom, it's,
2: like, obviously, given yeah, yeah, freedom. Yeah. but
0: Yeah, exactly. But it flowed for him so early, yeah. I'd say, they a couple of points early that oh, yeah. he was in the groove of that. Like, you know, as a character when he, when he had a couple of points on the board after, I think he had four or five points on the board after eight minutes. Like, so he, you know, he's in a situation where it's flowing, and in a situation where he has to go hunting, he has to go hunting, and there's nothing he can do in that situation.
2: Oh, Jesus, I was above sure. Look, when they went into their positions and we were off the air, I, I just said to Donald, like I said, Oh, Jesus, like Lohan, it's a big call. Like, if mm-hmm. if the clear public don't see Tony getting a poke corner forward because there's no ball going up, mm-hmm. that'd be mutiny. Like, then mm-hmm. the points, as you said, went over, and he, and next thing at half time, if you if you once half time was over, if you quick look at social media, they were all raving about Kelly up front yeah. and why didn't we do this years ago? And <laughs> eventually when you lose the match, of course, there's other questions the asked, reason, you
3: know. The only difference between Kelly and Gleason uh, is that Kelly's uh, conversion ratio would be very high. I mean, Gla as you know, Derek is inclined to shoot on sight like and some of those are inclined to not go over the bar like on a regular basis for him. Like, no, that's mainly when he's playing in a half back line. I mean, if, if Austin Gleeson can, you know, play center forward or full forward and steadies himself up and takes on the correct shot selection at the right time, then he's going to be a massive, massive threat for Cork. Yeah, and look,
0: I think Austin is a power holder. I, I used to like him kind of just position himself in the middle of the field and come forward almost like, you know, even though he's good on under under the high ball with back to goal, I, I used to love him coming forward from kind Of facing the ball, but facing the ball forward, if that makes sense, you know, <laughs> you know, kind of like just like a
2: full, like a full back in rugby, Derek, where he'd be hitting the line, like, yeah, just
0: yeah. coming forward. That's where he's at his most dangerous, like, you know, right in the middle of the field, but blasting the way forward all the time, you
2: know. <laughs> Sorry about the rugby yeah. mentioned there, Larry. I, I could see you winching there in the background. <laughs> yeah. The Limerick man was onto that straight away, like, I suppose it's unusual.
1: Um, the week of a championship match mark for Cork. For us to be questioned as to who's going to be centre-back, that's that's probably the conundrum the Cork faced for the last number of years. And I think in Aussie positioned, I suppose, somewhere between centre-forward and full-forward. And, you know what I mean? In, in, in the right formation with the right ball played, like he's a powerhouse player, I agree with Derek, he could cause untold damage there now. In, in that area, given the right ball at the right time. Yeah,
3: well, I, I think he'll be centre-forward because I think Stephen Bennett will be full-forward. Yeah. Um... But, like, you'll we'll have to wait and see how that'll pan out. But, like, Gleason, you know, when he was Hollow of the year and young Hollow of the year there about four years ago, he went off the boil. But I think this year he seems to be back really at he, – look, he's matured and he's got older and probably people have got behind him and rallied in behind him and stuff like that. And, and looking after his best interests, like, he's an outstanding talent as a hurledo, there's no question about it. And I just think from – you know, if he has the bit between his teeth – he will pose massive, massive trouble. And like I was looking at the, the, I was looking at the forwards, the potential forwards for Waterford last week. I was saying, geez, they were very light. And then then the Gleason thing kind of came, and we had a little chat about that. And then like you know, the two wing forwards could Kim Bennett be wing forward as well? I mean, that's that's potentially they'll need physicality because I think Waterford will go along with puckouts. I, I I would suspect because I wouldn't like to see. You know, a lot of a, a puck out breakdown in our forward. Because I think if one of our forwards nipped a short puck out and stuff like that, I think they have the potential to get goals there. But I think in a one on one scenario with Gleason, and, and, and don't, it will be a really, really key battle now, I would suspect. like
2: Yeah, like fascinating, lads. And it's gassed the two year boats um, in Walford and probably the other three of us, I'd say, nearly same. Uh, Cork, TJ, you, Larry, you'll be the same. I'd say, yeah, I can see the nod. So look at, let, let's see, let's see. Um, uh, we touched on Dublin and and kick and kick lads, and we 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 give them more of a chance than most pundits out there. But we're probably still going the cats, I suppose. All of us, yeah. The other match is is the hardest match for me to call uh, in in the country. I I just don't know. I TJ, I think you you still be strong on Galway.
1: That's what i have seeing. I think they've a lot of players. Um, the, the 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 vibe is that like David Burke and Dahi Burke didn't play in the last Challenge game, and they are carrying some knocks. and I don't think they're going to start. I I, I don't know. I think correctly. I I'm not. Privy to any inside information renting here, Delo. So just looking from the outside, like ourselves. Um, we're possibly looking at maybe Grove McInerney at fullback. Uh, Finton will probably be on the wing, Shane Cooney, Manion. Mannion. Um, then, like, Cahan Manuel will be in the middle of the field. Joe Canning, uh, Connor Cooney, Connor Whelan, Brian Concannon. Like, they just have a huge, huge, huge amount of players um, to choose from. So they probably have more selection issues than a lot of other counties. Um, like, they are favourites by the bookies. I think that there's something in them. I think that last year they were very close. I said Dublin did come out of Leinster. I think if Galway had got out of Leinster last year, I think there was going to be more improvement in them. And I, I'm i not convinced about Wexford. Maybe I'm going against the grain here, against you guys here. But I just don't see it. And I, I'm going to go for the
2: Galway win there. Yeah, I just think the opposite to that, in that you were saying, like, there's so many um, headaches for Shane O'Neill on picking a team because there's so many options... There might be as many options in Wexford, but you nearly know what the team is going to be down to one or two. Um, yeah. And I think in the year we have, that might be an advantage, Derek. I, I, they, you know, Kevin Foley will be sweeping, hmm. they'll be attacking from the wing backs, you know, and, they, and they'll be very similar to last year, I'd imagine. Met Tour three Stewart yesterday, you no, and, and in Torles yesterday, it was Steward's there from Kilkenny, and there was a leash lad I had a bit of a chat with you now, all masks and social distance, but. It was very easy to hear each other as well because there wasn't too many around But the feedback was they were like, sort of flying like, that yeah. their their real fitness levels were never as high and the strength now as well and we're on about the strength and condition. Jesus, they've peaked me as well.
0: Yeah, and I think well I, I, apparently, and this again is only on the on the grape when you're here and that Limerick apparently you know they didn't go well against Limerick in the challenge I believe. You know, and and I think since that then they've really kind of gone well, I suppose. You know they've really concentrate the one thing for me I suppose is that they'll we'll know Kevin Foley will be sweeping and you know I don't I not told Aiden in and back in for who will be sweeping then subsequently for Gaula. And we are inclined to leave then they'll leave a six against five situation as a as opposed a because they'll have an actual sweeper. And that'll be the interesting thing for me. I just think I go back to the original point you made Anthony about about the management being up and running and the advantage that they have. I just think Davy has a bit of an advantage ahead of this weekend in that the last time they played in Grove Park in championship, you know, um, obviously they play Dublin there this year in the league in, in March, and they came back to win unexpectedly. Kind of was um, against Tipperary last, year. and I just think they're they're keen to write that, and I think I think they'll go all out with their with their totally approach on, on Saturday night. I think they'll try that anyway, certainly, and I think they'll try and write the wrong Saturday of, of last year. And I think I just think they have too much not preparation, no, but too much in the bank in terms of of. Stock that they have over the last couple of years, and I think the route, the route to the final is is, is in, not an easier one. But I, I I'd fancy. Him. And when it, you have the usual situation, you have Joel be man-marked, will be man marked. Carl Mannion will be man marked if he's midfield. And you know it will be it will be better loose in themselves to get going, I suppose. But just fancy Wexford have have too much. Yeah,
2: I I go with I go with John I, go with John that. I, I just think I, I really rate Galvin. Oh, don't get me wrong. I <laughs> I think the winners of this will have a big say in, in the All Ireland. To be honest, um, how, how do you see it, Mark?
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm in a similar vein to what Derek has, has has said there, Anthony. Um I think it's it's a new thing for Shane O'Neill. I, I think coming up even even having to deal with Davey on the sideline might be might might be throwing him in some respects, like you know. Um, but you know, he's from the,
2: he's from the, he's from the piercing now. He's from Six Mile Bridge. Like, there's only about seven <laughs> or eight miles between them, like. <laughs> anyone see. that's surprised by Davy on the line now has yeah. to chat with themselves like <laughs> actually I was there beside
3: him he's, he's glad you be talking about it when he's in the other dressing room but he went to the other side and he gave me the two eyes and he'd be looking up yeah, under the eyebrows like you know? I've, been uh, I've been there I've
2: been there I've been there TJ yeah, you've been yeah, there it's yeah. not It's not as bad as it's made out is it Derek? <laughs> no no, no. no. your
3: yeah. 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 back is than the bike there lad, is it? especially, ah, yeah, like, especially you playing games
2: like, so especially games when you back. don't
0: take the bait if you take the bait they're in public you
2: just ignore him That's <laughs> fine. <laughs> I, I used to have a different theory on that, Derek uh, That I, if he shouted loud, I'd shout louder. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I I maintained yeah, that was the way was going. Oh, look, uh, to go. No look, got the better me uh, in the in the key championship match with Limerick and, and or with Dublin and 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 Clare down an Innes one that Dublin probably should have won. One one young. Guy came on uh, making one of his debut games, I think he played a league game, his debut championship game, called T. Kelly. <laughs> and nailed nailed a 21-yard free into the back of the net and rattled over three or four points from the sideline the same day. I said, I knew he was good. Like Richie Stakelman said to me, who's this kid? I said, oh, yeah. Jesus, you'll hear about this when I yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. He's
2: Do we know who the four referees are for the weekend, do we? Jesus, uh, at this point on a Monday morning, I don't, see CJ, but we'll, we'll find that out. Uh, Larry, straight on the phone there, I see him at the top of the left. It's surprising be, could
3: that Cah- McAllister didn't make the cut for the referees this the
2: Did he not make the v- Division 1 no, cut, no? No, no, a bit
3: surprising now. I, I think the uh, from the word on the ground is that um, the county final in Cork didn't do him any favours. The obvious three did he left go for kindly, but as, as he came out himself and apologised to Fagal Ryan in half-time, he said he lost his whistle, he went back to pick it up, yeah. and the three, I mean, if that's, I thought he had a magnificent final almost, and I think he contributed to the whole overall game, on on, on the day, like, you know. But, yeah, I like
2: him reffing, just, just before, there's no refs. Uh, Larry has confirmed for us, no refs. he's some topper by that, Larry Ryan, by no wonder <laughs> he's top of the <laughs>
3: table
2: there, by like, It was highlighted by the boys last night, and I, I, I wrote it down here, to, to refer to like, like a great time for him now, and he was a he was a great junk for me, you know, uh, Danny Sutcliffe. But that tackle yesterday on on Petty Purcell going forward, as we we don't want to see that creeping in, do we?
3: Red card. Yeah, I think that's
2: the answer. We don't want a black card, so no, give him a red, red for that.
3: Card, red card, audio. and I tell you this much: if the referee handed out a red card, he'd have stamped out every potential foul like that going forward. Do it at the county level, from the top down. There'll
2: be kids going around now at under 12 and 14 matches next year, freaking so fillers with the holiday in the back of the league. Jesus, kill, kill, I'll be savage under 14
1: next year, right? It'll be, no, I don't, I, I just still think it will really be harsh for that. Okay, yeah,
2: you don't want to see it. You, you don't
1: see, you don't see that much of it, right? But in fairness, Danny Sutcliffe, and he's in my fantasy team, and he scored well for me the weekend, right? He did, <laughs> he, 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 um. He actually, he did, TJ before he won, he, he was nearly back to his best form. I was though. going to say it. Yeah, he he, yeah. he he did look. He was on a lot of ball and he had plenty of possessions and stuff like that. Right? see. How
3: many pucks do you get against Killian Buck? No, next weekend.
1: Yeah, I he'll think. Run him, that, he'll um, run him off the field. Yeah,
3: Killian Buck is the fittest man in Ireland. I think that um,
1: it would have been it would be harsh to see red for that. I think it's a loose flick of a hurley. Ah, stop!
3: I, I, I don't,
1: I don't, I don't think it's like I, a red card. Um, Mark you, you, you watched Tuma Soccer Mark DJ, Tuma no, soccer. No, DJ, I, that was I intentional
3: TJ
1: I, I think a red card needs to be for a cynical really really bad dangerous dirty player right yeah he, in terms of cynical he brought him down right but that's 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 not kind of a leg break or anything like that like I so. think it was for the me, fact that it was a hurly
2: trip dot uh, TJ it was harmless as far as I'm concerned. Uh, don't
1: be, don't, we're not looking for red cars in Hurlandale. Don't
2: be getting soft in your old age.
3: Come here. I need a, a glass call. of
2: wine tonight, TJ. Just to, yeah. <laughs> hello. When the Spurs go marching in tonight, glass of red wine. Just relax, relax. I'll be, be okay again tomorrow. Landor's okay. strong on that. Derek, what do you think of it? Well, uh,
0: well I, I do think it was cynical. I do think it was what? cynical. And. Um, no, without without the rugby the analogy, then a stringer would be proud of it now, to be honest it's in terms of the ankle cap that took off. So it was yeah, look, and I, it it was it was I think there's enough highlighting of it now from us and from last night that will actually kind of have its effect rather than an introduction of a, a kind of a harsher measure. I think it's I think it was actually it took it took a little bit of gloss off Danny's performance. He had done well, it kind of took a little bit of gloss off his own personal performance. And, you know, he, he tracked back well. And after he did the tackle, he almost kind of marched back straight away without kind of, you know, before he was pulled into the referee, it was kind of you know, chest was out type thing, you know. And I I I just felt just watching it from the outside in, it was I thought it was very cynical you now. And I think there's, there's, the boys were making a point last night, there was two defenders in the in, in the way, but he all made a great point. I thought he, he mightn't have seen that, etc. I know that, but it was just probably there was no need for it, you know, especially with the hurry. If a fella's fallen and he has to drag the fella down. It's kind of different, you know, we can't be completely hypocritical. on You often ask a fella, look at the stats that Brian Mac produced last week with the teams that foul the most, win the most games. There's none of us going to be angelic enough to not attain that if a fella's in on goal, that fouling is definitely an option. So we can't say that, but I thought the nature of the Hurley trip was, was the thing that for me, it was kind of, it was the cynicism of the use of the Hurley as opposed to a kind of a genuine attempt to stop a fella. And that's where I'd have the issue with, you know.
2: OK, so what we're saying here is, Maclanders we're not kind of fully agreeing with you on a red card because TJ has chastised me that I'm not really like that. But um, we are giving full warning to you, Mr. Danny Sutcliffe if you're listening. We don't want to see any more of it. Um, I need three or four points in play from Danny again the weekend. Della, to keep my points total. OK, love. and that's the other message, Danny. Is that TJ yeah, is yeah. going nicely. He's going yeah. nicely under the surface yeah. on the Fantasy League. <laughs> he has a few funny picks when I saw his team. But they're the kind of ones that could win it or lose it for you if they click... You know, um, Larry is in a false position, to my mind, because of the information he got. But he heeded it. that's the cuteness of the man (laughs) from the Derry Kenyans. (laughs) And just the last thing before we move on, on the, Mark, we'd like to congratulate you on all the work you put into your Fantasy League team. And, like, you have your name down Mark Landers, Derek McGrath, up the steps, TJ Ryan, the bouncers, Anthony Daly... Morty's Gang, okay. Maclanders, Macklanders, is really <laughs> super stuff. Serious and creativity, really, It really took a lot of time on Friday night from you. Um,
3: I was going to call it 99 Red Balloons, but I... I- <laughs> we had so much trouble to
2: get... And, 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 like, I, like, I don't know how you sell these pension plans to these companies and, and, and negotiate these high-powered horse deals like for France and stuff like that
3: it's the simplicity of it, Dale. but you know what? I, I do you know what I myself and my wife are, were watching the match of the day the other night, right? And Gary Lineker came up and he did Megal on him, right, in the glasses, and she says, Jesus, he used to be a fine thing. And when I see you losing the <laughs> Megal for RD the other night, I was just I was I tell you, this, I was amazed. you obviously watch a bit of match of the day as well, yeah?
2: No, I, I'm just, I'm just acceptance of my age, Mark, and and, that, and where, where we are. We can't turn the clock back. I, I, had another birthday last Thursday, you know. So that's just it. There'll be birthdays. There'll be no one catching up on anyone, but you won't be streaking away from anyone either on the age thing. Like so, you just, I don't have hair. I could go around do this york around here, with the bit on top, I oh, could yeah. actually. My uncles, my uncles, <laughs>
0: out. there's
2: only one of them still alive. My mother's took three brothers, they went around with this bit of hair around here and this yoke up here. So, that's me it. and Derek yeah. have taken another option on that yeah. option. Yeah. We just, right. grant grant them, Phil that's it, like that's it. <laughs> so we were, we have been compared to that on the Sunday game at times, too, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Lads, uh, pleasure as well always. Uh, we always go over time, but that's I think the amount of feedback from lads out, cutting lawns, no, that'll probably be ceasing shortly, but you know, the lockdown, they're out cycling five kilometres and cycling five kilometres back and five kilometers over and five kilometers back again. And they're loving the length of time on, on the podcast. And, and look at we can't fail at the moment with the quantity we, uh, with the quality of the quantity we have. Uh, and, yeah, look, I need and to make
1: one other point for you something like, something.
2: <laughs> They'll have one other point yes, for me, DJ. right? And I'm not, as you know, I'm not a
1: majorly a uh, big ball fan, right? But on a great weekend for Limerick winning um, the Hurling League, right? The footballers had a great win. They're out of Division 4. Billy Lee has done a great job. I know Billy. They've been training at that there for a couple of weeks. Obviously, it's working wonders for them. They've won Division 4. They're up to Division 3 after a long time. So, on a great weekend for Limerick, just congratulations to Billy Lee and the Limerick football squad.
2: Yeah, we won't mention that Mark's team won Division 3. He won it. Like, um, and that Clare stayed in Division 2. We won't mention any of that. Like he won Division 4, fair enough. I know. You're dead right, Billy Lee's gentleman. Ladies and yeah. gentlemen, and I was delighted for him actually. Yes, I saw a little interview with him last night. The lighter frame, so and it's not easy, is it? In, no, it's, in a, it's, in a, it's a county it's where it, you know it's yeah, most of the resources are poured into the actual fact. The, the wheel, in, yeah. yeah, the wheel could go the full circle and clear back to the early 90s now, where, where the footballers would be looking at getting to the Munster final, maybe with with Kerry and Cork on the other side of the draw. So, uh Larry, just last message from Larry's the tip stayed up as well. So, you know, <laughs> But I tell you You nearly always have the last word From Tim so Like one So lads, super stuff uh, Thanks as always to Renault And uh, lads we talk to you next Monday again And hopefully We'll get uh, I think We got the kick off And we had to get it up and running We were a bit disappointed with the intensity Matches were a little bit one-sided I suppose the Clare Limerick match Particularly from the last quarter uh, But I think this weekend By God what Stuff we have to look forward to, so um, yeah, let's bring it on. Thanks, guys. Ah,
0: oh, you know,
2: isn't it just great to have it back? You know, it's back, you know. I can go out the gyms, you know, I can go out the, the hairdressers for a while, you know, but I can't go without me hurling, you know. We love our hurling by, you know, with Renault, official car partner of the GAA, taking the passion of a nation to a whole new gear.